Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Post Wrestling, all that stuff. You know where to find us and you found us somewhere, but most importantly, twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Yes, brunch with the BDE. Oh, yeah. This is BDE Elite. Yes. yes. We are, we're NXT friends and we'll always be your NXT friends, but we talk about AEW Dynamite every week as well because... Uh, because we feel like it. We like it. We talk about we it like anyway, it. so why not record it and yeah. let you know what we think. Yeah, and I mean, the mo- what I'm calling the modern era iconic moment of wrestling happened on an AEW show and Revolution. And boy, do we talk about it a lot. And uh, I think everyone wanted to tune into this episode to see how they would cover their tracks. How yes. they would, what would they do? Yeah, I, I'd be very curious. We're recording this before the ratings come out. Um, I'm curious to see how they do, because I don't think the angle that went wrong at Revolution was necessarily enough to turn people off. It might have turned off some people, but I think for the most part, people are going to go, how are they going to dig themselves out of this one? And I think there's that kind of curiosity going into the show tonight. So I think uh, they'd have done pretty well. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely... For the wrong reasons, people are like, oh, I want to see how they... Mm. Uh, or as I've seen online, as some people are saying, there's just a picture of Eddie Kingston. Yeah. It says, break glass for an emergency. <laughs> Eddie, cut a promo. Go t- <laughs> go give them a reason why something yeah. happened. And he goes out and explains it. And then they go, huh, he did. Mm. I feel like that's what we'll be talking about a little later. Uh, yeah, the explosion sucked. And... 
I still watch the clip and still look at the memes. They're they're we're living in a meme meme world mm. and uh, a meme meme world, and everything is memed. From Meghan Markle memes are my shit right now, but these <laughs> these exploding things mixed with like the the music and and stuff. It's it's just funny, and I I would say I was interested in to see how they cover it mm. up, but. Uh, we we talked about NXT last night, and I thought NXT put on a great show. Yeah, really uh, liked it. We were both very positive about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I will say even – I really liked AEW here tonight, I will say. But I thought Adam Cole and Finn Balor like had just a fantastic match. I think that was still – I'll say right off the bat, it was still my match of the night, I think. Um, I did really like this main event on Dynamite. Um I was tired watching it, but yeah. uh, I did really like the main event. Uh, I thought Cole and – Colin and uh, Finn was great as well. I I thought two pretty good good solid shows. shows yeah, honestly. Uh, any and is there any other like? There's not too much big news coming out of this. I know that we we watch this uh, after NXT airs, and we, it's usually late. We record up next, and then we go for a little walk, and then we come back because it was be- it's summertime now. Essentially, sixteen degrees today. Randomly, just summer. Randomly, just yeah, it's today. lovely. So we decided to make the best of it. Um, we we get a nice view of the skyline when we walk around. Um, but then we come home late and we watch AEW, but whatever feed we watch on, it's, <laughs> it's not the one with the, the audio issues. No, no. I, I guess we got the, the UK feed or the TSM I think, feed. I think we get fight. Don't yeah. We? we usually have the fight feed that we watch mm. and yeah, we didn't quite have too many audio issues. I think it was a TNT sort of mm. thing. So I know a lot of people saw it. I had audio issues this morning. <laughs> what? Upstairs. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Our uh, our landlord, um, I guess when we told them we were you know we're moving, they're like, yeah, well you know what we're doing construction every day at seven in the morning. It's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked. Considering we work till about three four a.m. on a Wednesday anyway, and then seven a.m. Uh, and anyone listening, if you've ever heard us talk about, we're roommates, obviously, and um, our landlord like is is kind of our friend, yeah. Ray. His name's not really Ray, but he looks like everybody loves Raymond, so. <laughs> Now we're like, guys, why are you so mean to us? We're yeah. nice to you. It's just so early. It's so yeah. early. 7 a.m. It's disgusting. Yeah, um, I think that's illegal. Yeah, it's. I woke. It woke me up this morning. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if you can hear on the audio. You can certainly see it if you're watching the Twitch. But I'm a little under the weather. Yeah. Um, and I woke up this morning and actually felt kind of okay. And mm-hmm. they woke me up. And it was like, all right, I'll try and get go back to sleep and have a couple of hours. Right. But it's banging. It's like, all right, well, I'm awake now. And actually, you know what? I feel quite rested. And then just before recording this show, I'm like, oh, no, I'm tired now. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes, I did have three hours sleep. Yeah. Wonderful. Again, because by the time we finish AEW, we go to bed pretty late. And then uh, we we wake up and do this show and stuff. So, so many, and recording so many other podcasts, including later today, we're recording this Super Jacob 1994 mm. uh, with Jake from the Windy City, a part of Up Yours. It's going to be out on Friday. So we're going to record that a little bit later. So yeah, we kind of have a, a long day. And then we're recording tomorrow, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah. Charbel, the chosen one, which I'm super excited about. Uh, yeah. I actually really love that movie. I love the film. I've only seen it once. Can't wait to see it again. Um, yeah. both feedback threads are up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. So leave us your feedback. I'm sure a load of you have seen, uh, the film and I'm sure quite a few of you have seen the Super J Cup as well. Yeah. A uh, pretty popular, famous wrestling tournament from 94 with some big names like Eddie and his mate and, uh, Gato. Yeah. Who's super young. Uh, Liger. Move. 
<laughs> Liger, who can also move. Yeah. Uh, so super excited to talk about that as well. Because um, I don't have you watched any of the the New Japan Cup that's going on right now? A little bit of it. I'm yeah. dipping in and out. Me too. Um, I quite like to over the weekend. The weekend's kind of a bit quieter. Uh, apart from the Impact one, which I'm going to watch casually, but we don't have any big pay-per-views that we're doing a watch-along for or whatever, so I do intend on watching a few. I'm kind of intrigued by Zack Sabre Jr., Gabriel Kidd. I wouldn't mind giving that yeah. a watch. Uh, I did watch Shingo Okada. What did you think about that match? It was good. Um, I feel I've seen it quite recently, and the fact that it's still the same kind of atmosphere it's being done in... Um, but don't get me wrong, it's, they're two great wrestlers. Like, I enjoyed it, but it's it wasn't, like, screaming off the page. Yeah, what, yeah, I yeah. I think maybe, I think I think you're right. We saw it a little early, like, last year. And I thought even that one, I was like, oh, they're, they're holding back. That's mm. what I thought of their last encounter. I think it was in the G1, right? And then this time I'm like, okay, well, there's going to be some sort of crowd. And it's still, it's still weird in this crowd. Mm. I know I don't speak alone here wrestling fans we miss the actual watching of crowds and stuff it affects the the stuff and it can affect the match and of course like having the half crowd is like makes you think like the, it just feels weird it, it sound the thing it, when you've got no crowd yeah you're aware there's no crowd and it sucks the yeah. sound does suck but when you do have a crowd that aren't allowed to respond it sounds like they're sitting through a toilet break match right that's the thing it sounds like they are don't want this match because you know how they should sound yeah and that's what's what's kind of weird but i think okada and shingo are two of the best wrestlers oh right yeah now. like um shingo's down. my pick to win um shingo needs to see i want shingo versus okada like a wrestle kingdom showdown i don't want them to fight again i i, I think they shouldn't have went to this match this quick again it's it's the nature of new japan they do go they do do matches over yeah. and over again most of their kind of year is tournaments and stuff as well so they're bound to face um Okada obviously working a little hurt, so that's kind of his out. Um, I'm interested in, uh, I think it's Suzuki versus Kenta is happening oh, yeah. or has happened. That sounds very interesting to me. I love Suzuki. I think Kenta has that mean streak as well, um, especially now he's in that. Um, he's not in his prime anymore, but I think that's when he can get bring out more the vicious side of Kenta. I think that will be uh, really good. Yeah, Kenta, I'm kind of still like, uh, he hasn't really done too much for me that's that's moved the needle. But uh, the New Japan Cup was kind of weird last year because it's when the pandemic mm. was just kind of hitting. They had no, they came back and did that a little later. But uh, I feel like I'll, I'll catch up on some. I'll ch- I'd like to cherry pick my New Japan yeah. and, until it's like the big shows, essentially. So, uh, but I'm I'm super excited because obviously it's all leading to Wrestle Kingdom when it's the belt, the god versus the belt collector. But it seems like perhaps it perhaps. seems like I'm I'm on I'm on some next Mothman vision again, <laughs> where everyone made fun of me with my tinfoil hat, and then they announce in title for title Kenny Omega AEW champ versus the winner of Moose or Swan. First, do you think it's Swan? Uh, yeah, Andrew and I talked about this on Deep Impact. Personally, I think Kenny versus Swan would be a good match, mm-hmm. but I see Moose as a bigger star. And the fact that Moose has been calling himself a wrestling god as well kind of makes sense storyline-wise, although it would be a weird deal because it's essentially a heel versus a heel. Um, The last pay-per-view when um, Moose was in that six-man tag and fighting for Impact, he actually showed off some great babyface flair. So if you can tap into that again, for me, that's the more interesting match, even though I think 
technically Swan versus yeah, I'm Kenny way, would be better. Oh, yeah. I'm way more interested in Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge Moose fan. No. I, I think Ken, I think Kenny and Swan one-on-one would be like, give them half an hour and they go out and make mm. it worth your pay-per-view money. I think Moose is good, though. And I, yeah. think, I think that's what's interesting about Kenny. Moose, a lot is down to kind of his opponent a lot of the time. Kenny, who better an opponent than Kenny? And it's just also a more interesting dynamic because Moose is bigger. Yeah. as well and we haven't seen Kenny face that too much yet in this North American run yeah I, I, I'm imagining he wins because there's no way someone else gets the AEW mm. title uh, any either of those guys I mean I don't know yeah it's I mean they unless they do something dodgy which I really I think if you're promising a title for title you do need to deliver well Kenny needs more belts to go up against Coda yeah because Coda's now uh, m- merging the IC and the IWGP heavyweight mm. they're going to put it together so he's just going to have one belt. So Kenny's like, I'm going to, I want that. Yeah. So I think that's still where we're going. It's going to happen. End game of pro wrestling. Then I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I watch Coda versus Kenny. Epic entrances. I'm done. Mm. I can, I can die happy wrestling fan. No wrestling fan will ever die a happy wrestling no. fan. No one's ever happy. No one's ever no happy. wrestling fans are happy. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what's going on in New Japan. I'm, I'm super excited for that. And listen to Shot in the Dark, where he covers kind of New Japan strong. That's a show I could see myself getting into, especially a lot of the young and up-and-coming guys. It's very interesting. But I guess we should go into some AE dubs for the day. And that is, of course, AEW Dynamite from March 10th, 2021. And we start off with some some recap of the pay-per-view. I love how they show so many clips of all the matches from the pay-per-view. And then when it came to the main event, it was like three clips. And they're like, and that's all you get to see because we don't want to show you the non-explosion. And it seems like Tony Khan's pretty mad that he's taking down all the like clips of this video. I mean, would you what would you do in that situation? We've seen it. So why? It's not like they're... It's not like they're private pictures that have been leaked or anything like that. It's, we all have seen it anyway. Like, I, I get there's copyright issues and things, but when when things aren't normally taken down and then that moment is... It stands out. Just, we've all seen it. You're addressing it on the show. Let us laugh about it. It, it just looks a bit petty. It is, especially when I know P- Tony Khan likes to go back and forth with people on Twitter sometimes. Mm. And I, I think Tony Khan's cool, and I think he... He sometimes comes across not cool when he does things like that. Mm. I just, yeah, petty is the right way to describe that. Well, we start off with a singles match. Well, in the pay-per-view, Ray Phoenix won the Battle Royal to make him and Pac get a title shot against the Bucks. So they're doing a singles match here tonight. Ray Phoenix, Matt Jackson, rare singles action for one of the Bucks here. I always like this when one of the Bucks are in singles, especially against Phoenix. I think we've seen Nick v. Phoenix before. Uh, which was good. So I was quite excited for this one. Yeah, me too. And these guys obviously have fought a lot of times with the tag teams with their brothers, but not singles. I'm sure they have before, but um, pretty great stuff. So Ray Phoenix is doing like rope jumps and arm drags, but something he's doing like an inverted rope jump. Like, you know how you, you I don't even know. How, I was about to say, you know how you rope jump? It's like, no, actually, I, I don't know how. You know how you run up ropes? <laughs> yeah, you know, how you, hands. Just, you know how you just run on just a rope? jump around and kick yeah. people in the face? Yeah, you know how you just rope jump well, he does it really well he does it, he does so, it better than you yeah, do <laughs> he can do it so good he does it like inverted and backwards he's insane there's a crazy rana to the outside which is bonkers as well then flying arm drags crazy tope 
Uh, then there's Matt who comes back and he's beating on Ray Phoenix. There's like a, is it like a Falcon Arrow type move? There's the quesador into the face plant. There's the sharpshooter. And then uh, this is where last night we talked about, I made the joke about sharpshooter. And we, we always talk about the Scorpion Deathlock, the sharpshooter. And then here we go. It's Tony and JR who are talking about the sharpshooter versus the Scorpion Deathlock. So of course JR calls it the sharpshooter because mm. he's from the Fed. Yeah. Tony from WCW, of course he's going to call it Scorpion Deathlock. And then Excalibur jumps in. Well, actually, it's the Sasori Gatami. And JR just goes, oh, of course it is, Excalibur. <laughs> you fucking mark. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I think it's, it's so, so great. Good. This was the one, one of the rare occasions where all three of them made me go, ah, oh, you guys are great. I love you. <laughs> it, it, it actually really worked because, as you said, yeah, JR known more for the stuff. Yeah. WWF, um, Tony, WCW, and then this just fucking wrestling nerd. And then it was also. I, I loved it. Was, I love Excalibur. Was it also when they quickly showed the graphic of like what's coming up, and it shows Ethan Page, and he goes, "Hey, it's Christian Cage." Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> but it, he did it in such a way where it could have been a joke. If you're missing the joke on the Spanish commentary, apparently when Ethan Page made his debut, they were yeah. saying in Spanish, like, "Oh my God, it's Christian Cage." Um, so, but it sounded so genuine. The mistake yesterday that. I don't know if it was a joke. It makes sense that it was, it was a joke because it was Ethan Page. <laughs> but, dearie me, Ethan Page's debut. Jeez, uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> well, there's a, a sharpshooter, like I said, and then there's a forearm exchange when Phoenix gets out of it. There's the rope running PK and a destroyer from Matt Jackson into the ring. And that's quite not enough. And then he hits another one, like, to the outside. Um, but good thing there was no PMP. Mm. As I mentioned last night that... They do destroyers during PMP. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Love it. Uh, well, we saw one in NXT as well from Cole. There's the Macho Man elbow drop from Matt and then another sharpshooter. Uh, this is where Nick accidentally gets taken out. So then Matt super kicks Pac on the outside as well. It's chaos. Ray Phoenix goes for his insane like backflip float over German suplex, but it's countered into another counter, into a super kick, into a kip up, into an enzigiri. This man is not human. Ray Phoenix mm-hmm. is incredible. There's then another super kick where they super kick each other's legs. Ray Phoenix picks up Matt on his shoulders, knees him in the head, drops him with the fire thunder driver, one of my favorite moves. And Okay, him. so we, we're discussing sharpshooter versus yeah. Scorpion Deathlock. This is always the Rikishi driver. To this me. is the Rikishi driver. I know driver. he didn't put his hands out like Kishi. You gotta put your hands out. Boom. But yeah. I love this move. Yeah, essentially. It looks so good. And I love the extra add of the knee to the head first. He's just a add an insult to injury. I think this is one of the best finishing moves. Like anytime anyone does it, it's I'm like, this is the this is the way you finish someone. Okada started doing it recently as well. It, it's crazy to me to think that Rikishi used to do this regularly when pile drivers are banned. And yeah. it's like, okay, take her can have a pile driver. Yeah. Kane can have a pile driver. And then you're like, yeah, we'll give Rikishi one as well. <laughs> it's like, good for you, Rikishi. Uh, I think it's a sick move. I know Brian Cage does the Steiner screwdriver, screwdriver. which is technically the white, cl- uh, sorry, the white claw driver drill is what I call, the drill claw white mm. claw is what I call mine in the 2K. But that's, that's like, it's one of the coolest moves. And Ray Phoenix is not a big guy. No. But obviously he can do it on Matt Jackson. It looked sick. One of the coolest moves. Fire Thunder for the win. And we're gonna get this match. They said in the near future. Is it technically next week yet, or they just no, said- no? It's I. I think we'll probably get Nick versus Pack first. Yeah. So maybe in a, a couple of weeks. Hell yeah! Let's see that match. Um, I I love this. I thought this was a great way to open the show. I'm glad they didn't break their formula of starting with a hot match. I did think there was 
maybe the te- temptation to just address the elephant in the room right off the bat. Yeah. But I think starting with a match like this, it kind of makes you anyone who might be coming into Dynamite with a little, I don't know, a lesser opinion on the product since the pay-per-view. I think you start with this and you go, ah, no, you do wrestling really well. Don't yeah, you guys? yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, this is great. Ray Phoenix is inhuman. Yeah, he's it this was this was incredible. I, I mentioned I, I really loved Adam Cole and Finn Balor, but like this this match also stuck out to me so 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 sick. Uh I, I can't wait for that tag match. That's mm. gonna go up what they're gonna save that for three weeks when it's takeover night. Is that how s- no, takeover's five weeks away, isn't it? Five weeks away. I don't think so. Oh wait. We maybe. got another pay per view first. I think there's four weeks away. Four weeks. Okay. So maybe up against that. Yeah. I to be honest, I wouldn't bother loading that show. Well, I mean, you got to put stuff, something on. You got to put something on, but you mania week. I don't yeah. know why you'd bother. Yeah, do, do next week. The following week is the hot one, like right. your pay per view worthy dynamite, and have the go home edition be up against takeover. But I think you need to. You you saw that with NXT this week, loading this week's show rather than last week's when it was up against Shaq. I think it it kind of makes more sense. Nothing beats Shaq. Mm. You can't you can't beat Shaq. Hey, what happened to Shaq? He just disappeared. He disappeared we, back they never, to Sports Center. They never mentioned it. No, they didn't mention that. That's crazy. In the same week of Shaq wrestling and then disappearing out of an ambulance, then they had the explosion failure. You think Shaq was behind it? Probably. <laughs> That's yeah. so weird. That they yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, just a week ago. So much has happened since. <laughs> so, so much more stupid shit yeah. has happened. Well, let's get to the bottom of that stupid shit. Let's get to the bottom of the explosion gone wrong. We go to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston backstage in on some chair, like uh, on some couch lounging with this fire table. You know those ones with the, the things the fire comes out of? We yeah. Get, get one it looks like, pump. yeah, you get them kind of on patios outside. My mom you? has you one know, outside. It's just inside <laughs> in the house. Yeah, my mom has one outside. Like it's It a, should be outside. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it looks looks cool. They've I got really, their whiskey. Whose is this? Is this someone's house? Is this the I venue? I imagine this is Mox's. You think Mox has a fire table? Renee, maybe. Well, it's, well where so, are they then? Yeah, true. I think it's like someone's house nearby, or maybe someone has it. At, I don't know. I would. It would be great. Just don't put your feet up. No. <laughs> or just lean it when you want to light a smoke. Just <laughs> lean in. Uh, so they're talking in front of uh, a fire table, but that's not the most fire thing because Eddie Kingston's wearing a DMX hoodie. So uh, great stuff. They're talking about how it was embarrassing last Sunday, and Eddie Kingston says, "Look, I thought there was going to be an explosion, so I had flashbacks. I got anxiety. I've had panic attacks and anxiety before, and uh, I couldn't breathe, and I'm happy nothing happened, but yeah, I I'm, I was out. And it, it reminded me of when I was in that jail cell, jail cell waiting for court, and it, it, it gave me like PTSD, and he's kind of getting over that that's why he was laid out uh, when he covered John Moxley there. And then Moxley says, yeah, sorry, Kenny, you're not, you know, he doesn't play video games. And Eddie says, yeah, these hands aren't scarred from video games. And you're like the, you're like the Joker, Kenny. You're just a Joker. He's the Joker. You're Batman, says, uh, says Kingston. And I don't know who paid for that explosives. We don't know who bought those bombs. Maybe, maybe Impact paid for the bomb. Maybe it should have said Acme on the side of it, Moxley says. He says, what the hell was that? I went through an exploding barbed wire deathmatch. 
And instead of explosion, all I got was this lousy T-shirt and shows off the, the pretty nice I do t-shirt. quite like the T-shirt, yeah. actually. It's iconic now. Mm. It has to be. It's a nice undershirt, I think. <laughs> yeah. He says, well, I had to go to war with you and I got my ass kicked. But the best thing is I got my drinking buddy back. So the world title does things. To, to, I did like that. Yeah, yeah, Mox goes, I know it wasn't you before. That wasn't the real you. And he's like, yeah, the world title makes you do crazy things. He's like, I'm sorry, bro. You know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm crazy and I'm still stuck in 1998. You can tell even by the way I dress because the DMX hoodie. Uh, but then it ends with this. Moxley says, Kenny... Me and Eddie know that if you flash a weapon, you better use it. Uh, so I, I like the we 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 thought, hey, how do you get out of this? And Eddie's like, don't worry, hold my beer, I got this. I I there were things I liked about this and things I didn't like. I you needed to have some sort of explanation. Some people, it's not going to be good enough. I it's fine. Just just get something out there in storyline wise. Eddie had a bit of a panic attack, a bit of a flashback. Cool. Kenny made the ring and he can't make rings. Fine. Um, I would have liked a bit more of like a kid. Mox was kind of fidgeting around a lot. I think trying to sell maybe was, the injuries yeah, yeah. of things. Maybe, I don't know, like Band-Aid on the forehead or something, seeing that he was all cut up. I, I didn't, I feel he was a bit too happy-go-lucky. Sure, he didn't blow up and die, but he did get driven neck first through a steel chair. And then handcuffed and beaten up. Like, I felt he should have been selling a bit more. And he did come across a bit of the old, you know, crazy Uncle Dean. Um, But these two are really great on the mic. And I think the chemistry between them two, it's it's been a while. Mox is a bit of this lone wolf. And Mm. you can see them sat together where you go, oh, yeah, you two are boys. Yeah, I I actually believe. Whereas sometimes WWE... Like, we've got Shotzi and Ember, and we're just meant to buy their best friends. And it's like, are they? Are they Are really? they best friends? Yeah. And instantly on camera, these you two, see. Just yeah. their chemistry. You're like, oh, yeah, these guys have known each other forever. And they've got their kind of little in-jokes as they're talking. So I didn't mind this. It was maybe a little bit too comedic yeah. for me, but it, I thought it did the job, and they both delivered it well. You think people on Twitch, when they see us, they go, those guys are best friends. <laughs> those guys are pals. They're not. Enemies. They weren't just thrown together. <laughs> Uh, I, I like this and, uh, I really like the ending here. Uh, I mentioned, uh, Kingston's wearing DMX hoodie and a famous DMX line is you, you better bust that if you're going to pull that. And that's what Moxley ends with saying. If you flash a weapon, you better use it. Uh, I thought that was a pretty gangster. So, um, I'm interested in seeing some sort of, we're getting a tag match with the Good Brothers, like spoiler, but we'll get to that next. Is it next week? I think they're, they're announced that for. So, uh, I'm kind of interested in Moxley and having a buddy, like you said. Do you assume they were, the plan was to write off Mox? And maybe they're going to go, can we just borrow you just for a little like longer. three more weeks? We'll take you out. Yeah, we'll take you we'll out. And we'll write you out a different way. I think um, so, yeah. I think because so. surely exploding would have been the right off. <laughs> <laughs> see, wrestling fans, never happy. No. They needed to see a guy explode. To but be no, happy. it's cool that they've been able to get him to stick around to kind of play this out yeah. a bit more. You know who I wish and I hope sticks around? is Seth Gargas. Oh, yeah. Seth Gargas is going up against Cody Rhodes, still with the Snoop Dogg entrance. He he comes out here, and uh, he gives a young fellow in the crowd here, like uh, in, in an electric chair, um, 
like a uh, motorized chair, like his lifting weight belt. And uh, I, I think that's great. I, this yeah. is like when Bret Hart comes out and gives, I know there's, there's no real crowds here. There's some people in this episode of Dynamite, but uh, I, I like when wrestlers do that. Cody's very good at this kind of thing. Cena was always great at it. You understand why they're the face of the company. Yeah. Whether, whether Cody's champion or not, he's the face of, of AEW. Like, of me. course, they're like, hey, let's film this for to make you look like such a great guy. But, like, it, it's still, it's a, still great, a great, great moment. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you I, said you, you've seen him when you've interviewed him. Yeah. He is with people. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I had a chance of interviewing the, the Bullet Club like years ago. And he was, he, I, he, there was no cameras rolling. There was just like shooting the shit essentially at one point. And he like went out of his way, like beyond his way to like help and be just a great person. I've mm. seen it and I'm like, damn, damn, you understand it. So uh, it was cool to see that. I miss even Rey Mysterio with the kids. He would give like one of the masks. He'd wear stuff. two masks. Yeah, masks. like it's yeah. sick. Like why wouldn't you? I know there's no like crowds right now, but one day like, more wrestlers need to do that. Uh, Bailey with the hair, ba- the hair band. Yeah. That was lit, you know. Well, oh, uh, she had the, the wrist thing. Oh, right. Oh, the wrist slappers. Slap on. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I want those Bret Hart glasses. Yeah. I wish I got Bret Hart glasses. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so Cody versus Seth Gargis. And they mentioned that this guy's from Alabama, trained by Gangrel. Oh, my so favorite. We, got, we just need Edge and we got the brood yeah. in AEW. No, we don't. We got we got Griff. <laughs> Griff Garrison, Christian, and Gangrel. Yeah, in the the brood. new new brood. They wouldn't they nothing would be the brood if they had to come out to a different theme though. If you if you you can't be the brood if you don't I have I want to hear the best knock up knock up knock, yeah. knock up sorry knock up. <laughs> what's it called knock off knock off yeah yeah I ruckus. See the best knocked off <laughs> ruckus redid the like re-edited and tweaked the the Christian Cage theme for it's basically my last breath by Evanescence by the way but um I want to see him if they get the brood mm. Christian's theme is pretty lit though yeah Christian said yeah. in his, I listened to his interview with Renee yeah and he when he came in he was like hey you you guys have this kind of agreement going on with impact yeah can we just get my old theme so they were like so it it is the old theme and he was like and then i just wanted it revamped a little bit sure but it's it's not like a knockoff it is legit the old theme yeah like changes yeah i'm a big fan of i think it's ruckus who does their their music and he's the one who like he was they they asked him hey can you like touch this up modernize Mm. it a little bit and he's like oh my god yes like love this so I, i think he does a great job with the themes uh, I think they have, like, again, I mentioned Jim Johnson last week kind of talking shit about WWE themes recently. I think AEW does a good thing of, like, letting you, maybe let, letting the person help come up with it. Like, people have ideas of what they want it to sound mm. like, and they have different people singing or rapping on it. Like, Yeah, I quite like a lot of AEW's themes. Yeah. I know a lot of people have seen down about it, but I think they've they've knocked it out of the park with stings. Um, oh, Because it's, cool, it's yeah. very much... It's WWE did their own version of Sting's Crow WCW theme. Yeah. It didn't quite, it wasn't quite catchy enough. Whereas this one, after hearing it once, I, I sing it all the time. Yeah. But it feels very like his old Crow theme as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I think their music's pretty good. Well, you know how I feel about Cody's Downstate. I mean, that's, that's the only real good Downstate <sighs> song. But the Snoop Dogg one is... Not that What's great. up, yo? Cody Rhodes, yo. I swear TNA, he, yo. <laughs> I swear he mentions Brandy in the rap. Oh, it's terrible. I think he goes something, something in Brandy. I'm it's like, terrible. what? What are you doing? I can't get over it. We we shit on it every week. <laughs> I still say Kenny's. I just love how he's coming out and Snoop is on his Titan Tron for like a couple seconds. Yeah, it's too so long weird. <laughs> because like it'll cut to Cody with all his pyro and then it does the wide shot and you just see Snoop like. <laughs> 
smiling <laughs> and you go, you're so confused if you're flicking through. You're like, why is, why is Snoop on this dude's video? Never, I never have thought in a million years that's what I'd be seeing Snoop Dogg do, but here we are. Snoop's everywhere. <laughs> is Snoop, you, you know how we did a show with Damien Abraham and Damien Abraham did a show with Bill Hader. So that means we're one friend away from being friends with Bill Hader. Yeah. Cody is one friend away from being Suge Knight's friend. Which I I can't get over. That's one of Snoop Dogg's old pals. Isn't that Pineapple Pete? No, that's <laughs> sorry, Suge Knight. No, that's a different Suge. I think. You're okay. T- did I say Shug, what's that guy's name? Big Suge or something? Suge Knight. Shug, no, Suge Knight. No, Suge Knight's the Pineapple the Pete. old producer. Death Row Records. Uh-huh. He's talking about DMX and Death Row. What a great Sugar show. D. Suge D. D. Pineapple Pete. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, Same guy. <laughs> we, we went off so a little bit of a tangent here and it was longer than this match because Cody just hits him with a power slam and the figure four leg lock and Seth Gargas taps out. So Cody wins this match right away. So there wasn't much going I, on. I liked it. Um, Cody's just come off of two big losses. You now win in, uh, I think Arn said 50 seconds. Arn's coming in and he's pointing to the watch. He's showing Cody. He's like, look, you did it in 50. Wow. Did it under, in, in under a minute. Well done. Um, and I always like, we've talked about this before. I like how Cody consistently wins in different ways. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really like how Cody has different finishers. I like when different wrestlers have multiple ways to finish a match. Even last night, Io Shirai with the cross face, like yeah. little thing made it great. Um, but then things get interesting. Tony Schiavone goes into the ring to interview Cody and Cody's about to like cut the, oh yeah, you want to talk about my injured shoulder? And he's interrupted. As Penta comes out of the crowd somewhere near mm. the Spanish announce table, looking fly as fuck. This is the best fit in wrestling. On I, I, There's a fit later that I love, but holy <sighs> shit. I've mentioned Pentagon as one of my favorite wrestlers. And this guy looks... There's something about a lucha mask and the, the flashy suit that like yeah, looks it, so it looks sick. Cool. Uh, he says, Cody, shut up. And then he starts to speak in Spanish, but he grabs one of the it's it's Alex something, and he grabs him from the Spanish commentator. I wonder if he's the guy who spoiled the Christian Cage. <laughs> Probably not. He says, "Hey, translate," and he goes. Penta says he's a thousand times better than you, Cody, and that you are the prince of pro wrestling, but he is the lord of lucha libre. And then Penta grabs the mic back and says, "Let me speak your language, American nightmare. At Revolution, you lost." But if it was just me and you, you would have lost even more than the match because you're lucky I didn't focus on hurting your arm even more because you know Penta loves breaking people's arms and Mm. shoulders and stuff. And that, well, if I broke your arm, you wouldn't be able to pick up your newborn baby girl. Cody hears this, jumps out of the ring, goes to chase off Penta here and they fight and kind of get separated and, and pulled apart. So... It seems like Penta's got his eyes set on picking a fight with Cody Rhodes and take my money. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, I thought this was really innovative. You've got a guy who's who English is, isn't his first language. But then there's another guy who speaks both Spanish and English. Right. So this guy took the words Penta was saying Spanish and then spoke them in English. Right. So us as the fans could understand what he was saying. 
It was amazing because up until this point, anyone who speaks another language in wrestling, I don't care about because I don't understand what they're saying. That's what they. That's what they used to aim. That's what they used to say yeah. to you. Like, yeah, it's like fuck's sake. Like, why is this not done more often? Yeah, it makes so much sense. You see. You see someone with Penta who just, as you said, looking at him, looking at his fit, the the mask with the fantastic looking suit, he just oozes charisma anyway before he before he speaks a word. Um, he's got enough English that he can finish his promos yeah. and have the lines, but the bulk of it, you got someone like Alex. I thought this, um, yeah, sorry, Alex. Abrahantes, I thought he was great. He had a nice little kind of smugness yeah, to him he as wanted, well. He wanted to help him. He wanted Where to like... He's like wanting to get the digs in himself, but yeah. it's like, oh, but these are just Pentas. This is what words. he's saying. This is what he's saying. Yeah. Don't don't shoot the messenger kind right. of thing. I thought this worked really well. It felt kind of left field, like not expecting a Cody Penta yeah. feud. Um, but it's also so Cody. I feel Cody is just a fan of wrestling, wants to wrestle every single style and we've seen that in in AEW he's done the the cage match the dog collar match and now he's going to work more of a he he's done kind of the old classic NWA style um main event wrestling this is going to be more of a lucha style which is interesting i i think this is a a great direction for both guys yeah i, I like cody i like what he's doing eventually we're going to see this cody turn but i feel like maybe cody wants to go away for a while too he's going to be having uh, a kid as mm-hmm. well so maybe it is a story maybe penta does like rip his arm out of the socket and take him out of action i'd be cool with that uh, i i thought- and cody's already got the shoulder injury right so it makes sense to work on that um seems a bit Soon though, is I it, thought is it's it next, next week? week. I this felt like it was going to be a bit of a long feud, and maybe maybe it is. Maybe, maybe this is the out. first match of a few. Um, but yeah, really, this kind of came out of nowhere for me, but in the right ways. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy about this. I loved how it set it up, where mm. he's just out in the crowd area near the table, the Spanish table, there. and it feels like because it was kind of similar to how um, how Jade just came out after one of Cody's matches. Right. And I kind of quite like it that Cody's just this this character that people want to call their shot and be, all right, I, I want to go at taking you down. It's almost Undertaker going into Mania. You don't really need much of a story, but you're Cody. We all know you're the guy here and I want to take you out. Yeah, you're the Prince of Pro Wrestling. I want to be the Lord of Lucha Libre. Well, I am, he says. But I, I think Penta... For his from his look to his in ring is so good. He's literally he's so fun to watch. I have to watch everything he does. He's so interesting, so gangster looking. As our uh, landlords decide to do banging. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we tell them every Thursday. We, every we do, Thursday, we do. one p.m. We record. <laughs> bang, 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 bang from seven a.m. <laughs> Fuck. I've only got one job at the moment. This is the one thing I do. <sighs> yeah, it's I I agree. I agree. Um we, we we tell them we're nice people, but like fuck. <laughs> it's like they purposely find out where you are above us and then just go it's like anyone who lives in an apartment, you know, there's always someone above you who drops beads for some reason. <laughs> there's always beads being scattered. And you're like, why is there beads? <laughs> Stop it. Uh, well, let's go back to AEW there. Um, we go to uh, Chucky e. T and Orange Cassidy. They're in an arcade and they're hanging around. And 
Chucky e. T and, and Orange is asleep while playing some of these like racing games. And Chucky says, you put me through a window. You cut me up. Uh, hey, Orange, wake up. We want one more match and we'll do it. We'll do whatever you want. If we lose, we just want one more match. Just one more. I'll be your butler forever. Um, and he says, you know, how about this? We put video games ringside so that we can put your head through all of them. And then Orange Cassidy stands up, wakes up, takes his glasses off, and then we will break you. So, yes, we're seeing this again. Yeah, really, really not interested in this at all. Um, is Chucky e. T going to be Miro's butler forever? I guess that's the that's the hook. Um, it's already been one match too many yeah. for these two. I don't really care for another one. Maybe they can do something fun. With this kind of gimmick of, I guess they're going to surround the ring with arcade games. That sounds like a, a waste of money. You're going to break it these does, things? It does, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it could be fun. And please just, please have it be the blow-off. Please. Chucky, I want Chucky and Orange to win. This, it's, yeah. they needs to happen. Uh, I, I think Chucky is the character they rely on using as, like, enhancement talent too, mm. far too many times. They got their win in that parking lot thing with Trent and stuff. But Chucky is someone I I watch every time and I go, look, you you don't look like a wrestler at all. Mm. You look like some guy. But every time he talks, I'm like, man, why don't... There's such a charm to him. He's the Kentucky gentleman for a reason. Mm. Like, watching a lot of those, like, PWG stuff where he's the commentator, he's such a funny dickhead. I feel like if he wasn't wrestling, he'd be doing stand-up or something or writing comedy mm. or something. But I don't care about the match. But I, as, like, kayfabe-wise, I need to see... The, the best friends get a win and move on from this. And hopefully we there's already been a little bit of dissension between Miro and Kip with kind of Kip checking on Penelope towards the end of the match. So hopefully it's a Chucky and Orange win that causes the breakup of Miro and Kip. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Um, and Kip and Penelope can, I don't know, there's that Monday show now. They can go there. <laughs> be the king of elevation. And Miro can just be this murderer. Like this brute going around killing people. Wouldn't it be crazy if, if it's Kip who puts Miro through the barbershop sure, window? yeah. <laughs> Everybody's favorite wrestler, Kip Saban. One day he's going to be the biggest star and we'll be like, huh, didn't see that coming. I would love it. Yeah. I want I He's, want like, he's the rock. He's the next one. I love being wrong too. I love to see people thrive. <laughs> when I used to watch Johnny Gargano in the indies, I used to be like, Johnny, he's so small. What, what's he going to ever do? Yeah. And then he went, I'm like, oh, he's amazing. He's so good. Um, and... And yeah, I at Up Next Podcast. Are you a fan of Kip Sabian? At Up Next Podcast. <laughs> Bless him. Bless Kip Sabian. I'm not, not, not trying to knock the guy, but like, I don't want to watch this feud anymore. Uh, but yeah, video games are expensive. Those are going to cost a lot of money to get, like, especially if it's like, what, a classic? They'll be gimmick. Yeah, they better not be, be like actual be classics. Boards with a that would piss people off. Yeah. I want a turtle in time and you, or <laughs> X-Men. Those are my favorite ones. Uh, yeah. We go to Tony Schiavone and Sting. Sting says Darby is a dangerous man and that he puts his life on the line. He takes risks and we took a lot of risks last week when we fought in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Took it to the streets. The streets. And the Stinger got a win. But out comes Lance Archer and Jake the Snake. Jake and Archer says, hey, we didn't need a ladder match to prove that I'm the face of the revolution. And I'm going to take uh, much more than your time here, Sting. So you better watch yourself. He's just being known like, hey, you think you think you can just come back and be a, a star here in AEW and... 
on TNT will know. Um, so, so take your time, Sting. Just take all the time you need, kind of scaring him a little mm. bit. So Sting goes, all right, cool. Cheers, everybody. And then everybody leaves. Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess I'll go. Guess then, I'll leave. Uh, I... I quite like this. Again, this was something that wasn't a direction I saw them going. Um, it does feel a bit f- flopping back and forth with Archer because he's only just turned babyface and it feels like he's just reverting back to a heel. Um, haven't really heard him speak much apart from saying his catchphrase, everybody dies. And I thought he actually sounded pretty good here and pretty intimidating warning Sting. Um, I also like the idea of the next few weeks Sting and Jake going back and forth. Um, yeah, I actually think Sting versus Archer sounds kind of interesting to me. Everybody does. Does he have that on a t-shirt? That's probably. That wouldn't be a good t-shirt <laughs> for these days, honestly. Uh, we, I, I didn't, I, I didn't t- care too much for it. Um, I just, you could have just let's maybe let it chill. You wanted to get help get Darby over for his match later, but like, so many times he just comes out. But I guess it's going in a direction. We well, want to th- see him this, wrestle. Yeah, this came, he came out and, Something came of it, though. Yeah, whereas so many times so. he came out and did nothing. Right. So we know the direction. I'm still interested. I still think we're going to get Sting in a proper match. This could be it. Like, I don't know if you'd go back to a cinematic match so soon. Um, yeah, so interesting. Is it a match where he wears his T-shirt? He Naito's it up? No. I think if he's going to have a proper match, he's going to want to be in proper ring gear. Right. It's not street, in the, street fight makes sense. In the streets. In your t-shirt. <laughs> did you see uh, Naito? He did some like presser and uh, he's like, he did a tag match, like some like tag match no one cared about, but he was not wearing his t-shirt. And afterwards they're like, oh, so how was the match? Blah, blah, blah. Like storyline, kayfabe interviews, New Japan. And he goes, yeah, I'm just really upset. I forgot to put my shirt on before the match. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, we go to QT Marshall who comes out with Lee Johnson, um, who says, hey, he's here to prove himself with the Nightmare family. And Lee Johnson, uh, who's only had that big one victory with Cody, I believe. Well, he's going up against the TNT Dynamite debut of All Ego, Ethan Page, hailing from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Rest, uh, shout out to Alpha One Wrestling. And there's a little insert promo here from Ethan Page who says, after Revolution... Uh, I want my spotlight. And, well, 33.3% of it was only on me, and I need more of it. So I'm here tonight. I didn't realize he was going to come in as a heel. I thought for sure he'd come in as a face and then turn. Oh, no. He's a a better heel. heel. He's a better heel. Yeah, that's his selling point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, He beats down on Lee early on, throws him around. They fight on the outside. He uses the guardrail to help him assist to, to do this, like... Double underhook into the backbreaker on the outside. When we come back from break, Lee comes back with a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. There's then a body slam off the top from Ethan Page. And then like this springboard into a cutter, which looked crazy. Johnson starts selling the knee. So the ref is like, hold on. And Ethan Page is like, I don't care. Pump kicks him in the face. Hits him with this razor's edge, which looks great. And Ethan Page pins Lee Johnson. It's over just like that. Uh, after the match, he, he calls it the ego's edge. It's like a release raises edge. It's it cool. Looks cool. Yeah, um, it looks pretty cool. And right after, he beats down on Lee Johnson, but QT, who's ringside, is like, eh, and just walks off. So Dustin comes in for the save, and uh, yeah, 
<laughs> there's a moment in the match where Johnson's kind of trying to get QT's help and he's not doing anything. And right. on commentary, they're going, well, no, he's he's his trainer and Johnson needs to figure this out for himself. But it's the fact that this beatdown's happened after and QT is still standing there, not mm-hmm. doing anything. He just didn't care because mm-hmm. we kind of saw the turn here. So Dustin comes out. So it seems like we could go to Dustin versus Ego Page, Ethan Page or Dustin versus QT down the line. If I'm correct, it's Nightmare Family. That's Dustin has his own wrestling training place now, which is like the Nightmare Family training, and and QT has his other thing. I think I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Like QT, I thought QT's got rebranded the Nightmare Factory. I might be wrong. Oh, okay. I think it's all oh, the same. So thing. you're saying they just they're the same? Okay, I think so. That's where Lil Uzi Vert was training. Um, yeah, it's Cody and QT's school, the Nightmare Family. Factory. Yeah, the Nightmare Factory, yeah. Um, I I like Ethan Page. I've been covering Impact for just over a year now on post-wrestling, and he's definitely been one of the stars for me, one of the people every week where I tend to enjoy his segments. Um, I think I prefer him in a tag team. Uh, I think Jace, uh, sorry, Josh Alexander brings the, the wrestling that I love to the matches, and then you've got Page with the the great promos the and personality and the ego. Um, I kind of feel this has been a bit of a dud debut for me. Um, coming in... Not winning that coming match. Coming in not winning the ladder match. Not being... He's not a guy like... You You introduce a pack or a phoenix to a ladder match and they can do all the cool stuff. Paige isn't the kind of wrestler who's going to be particularly flashy in a ladder match. So... Yeah, yeah. That's Excuse true. me, not the most exciting debut. And his main thing is his promo, I would say. And I would think coming out and actually maybe not wrestling tonight, but having a heel promo where he's making excuses for his loss, um, but challenging everyone and maybe come someone come up, set up for that first match. There was also you're focusing on this guy's debut, but the main story is QT and Lee Johnson. So I just felt everything overshadowed it. And Again. I, I know people had problems with audio as well. We weren't affected by that. But I was w- watching this going, huh, this is kind of kind of lame for his debut. I thought it was weird because it, he, he's he's known for his, his promo. He didn't really talk. And then the mat, his, his promo, the insert promo they gave him was him talking about how he only got 33.3. And the same thing happened to him again because mm. it was all focused on QT and Lee John. I would have done, gone more the LA Knight route with him. Right. Yeah. Sell it on what's your main selling point. It's your character and your... He, I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but yeah. he's... He's fine. He's a fine wrestler, but his selling point is his promo ability. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I think you should lead with. Uh, I, I'm interested. I, I think he'll he'll pick it up, but I would like to see him and Josh Alexander. I, I'm wondering what happens to Alexander uh, by himself in in Impact. Mm. But I mean, I, I, I he's in the X division. I think he I think he'll be all right. Yeah, like these are two guys that Toronto like scene, Ontario indie scene. I've watched for so so long, and the fact that they formed that tag team, I was like, yeah, they finally mm. f- maybe found a groove that was working for them, and then they got split. And I'm kind of like, ah, but personally, I'd have liked to have seen them go as a team to yeah. NXT. Yeah, I think they'd fill that like FTR revival role in there perfectly, yeah. and the tag division there seems to start being growing now, whereas think we had a 15 team tournament on revolution and it didn't even include all the teams so the tag division here is stacked so i don't think 
the North coming to AEW together would particularly benefit them. But uh, I don't know. I, I think they've kind of missed the mark, these first appearances for Paige. I hope it gets better. I think, I think it, it will. It will. I, I do like his music. It's a, it's a total like ripoff of uh, Notorious B.I.G. Juicy. The, the, mm-hmm. the drums are the same drum loop. And it, it, it's, it's lit. We go to Alex Marvez, who's interviewing Hangman Adam Page somewhere. And he's like, hey, Hangman, what are you going to do with your money? That you won from Matt Hardy and Hangman's driving around on a lawnmower. And he's like, Well, I got myself a new lawnmower. I got six bottles of whiskey. I got I got all the Dwight Yoakam records. And as he's saying this, the Dark Order jump on. They get on his there's all of them on this one lawnmower as he drives off and they're like falling off. They of leave Alan Angels behind. Yeah. Uh Hangman says there's not enough room for him. I assume there's Something with Alan Angels on BTE, maybe. Is, yeah, he's always the one. He's the bunt, like he's the brunt of the jokes, right? So like, yeah, brunt of the litter, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, it, there was a kind of scary moment when they started to yeah. drive. It just the front two wheels just lean up, and you go, "Oh, they're gonna tip," and then it <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's fine. I like Hangman with these guys. Um, he's the king here. He's like, he's so funny. The Dwight Yoakam records uh, and the whiskey. It's like a true fucking cowboy here. Uh, I love I love this. On BTE, they did a thing where it's like they already spent his money. So I guess they're not doing that, which I was like, please don't do that. I think right. that doesn't make sense. No. Here, it's like, nah, he's just... He's just balling out for the Dark Order. They helped him win it, so he's like, "Yo, you guys want a lawnmower?" Because isn't that wasn't the Brody Lee thing? Yeah, the lawnmowers. lawnmowers. Yeah, I, I, so I love lawnmowers. If like it's so American, <laughs> yeah, the, the big driving lawnmower thing, so yeah. American. Yeah, love it. But it's it's just a splurge, isn't it? It's like you don't need this, but I want it. Uh, just great. Like an, I was talking about air fryers earlier. That's oh, my yeah. lawnmower. Oh, yeah. I want one. Yeah, yeah. New place. Yeah. Get it. I'm going to be using one tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've not used one yet. Yeah, I'm excited. What are you but, air frying? Uh, I just wanted to... You know I love fries. Yeah. I just want like to make, like I don't know, homemade potato. I'm going to just air okay. fry everything. Yeah. I think everything. that's the way to do it. I don't even know what it, how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying at the new place, we're going to get a lawnmower? We're going to have a nice kitchen. <laughs> and a an nice fry- big kitchen and with a space for... Um, different appliances. I want a rice cooker. I love me an appliance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like appliances. Got a slow cooker, a rice cooker, our air fryer, a wow. blender. Coffee maker. Coffee maker. We have everything. Everything, yeah. Everything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash up next. Help, uh, help, help us. us move. Help us. <laughs> Every little account. <laughs> In these times. Uh, I want a lawnmower. That's all I'm saying. It's great. Tony Giovanni comes out. He's about to bring out Christian Cage, but he's interrupted by Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and Mr. Don Callis and the Invisible Hand. Kenny, I mentioned uh, I loved Penta's look tonight, but Kenny is definitely shooing for... Oh, I love this shirt. 1B I genuinely love... I would wear this shirt. This this shirt is great. Yeah, you would rock this shirt. Yeah. Yeah, this is a U shirt for sure. It's... Kenny, I don't know who's been stylizing some of these people, but they're on fire, honestly. I need to start making more of an effort for these Twitch streams. Nah. I've realized I've become very comfortable here in my hoodie nah. and my track pants. I, I need to start dressing like Kenny for these. On t- Well, we dressed up, to be fair, we wore suit, tie, and jacket for, you know, uh, the, the Rumble. When yes, we were that's true. Hosts. So Maybe we, post-podcast day. We could bring it. Post-podcast day? Oh, why? Are we... Uh, we're doing something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Shh. Not supposed to talk about that. We'll have to dress our best for maybe the worst. 
That's right. Yeah. 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 Leave it at that. We go. I'm I'm wearing like PJs. Yeah. We're in an open shirt. Taco meat. I'll out. wear a three piece suit and you'll just be in your PJs. <laughs> Duke. Yeah. Yeah. We go. Tony. Tony thought we thought Christian Cage is coming out, but Kenny comes out. Great shirt. And um, they go into the ring and Don says, hey. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's what you want to you want to hear from Christian, but yeah, we don't we don't care about Christian. We call the shots here. We do what we want. This is the champion, Kenny Omega. We take what we want and a little more. And this is the god of professional wrestling and the king of the death match. <laughs> they're so they're just playing it up like yeah. <laughs> uh, everything went according to plan. Well, not. Everything, Mr. Callis, says Kenny. You mean the explosion not heard around the world? Well, we've taken a lot of heat and the fans and everyone are mad. And well, we can't tell you if it was planned or not planned, but you wanted a giant explosion and we cannot confirm nor deny whether we had anything to do with that. And I'm just, it made us happy to see what happened with Moxley and Kingston. So now they're just taking the piss out of like the... The save from Kingston. Yeah, I think this is at the point where I felt they were kind of over-explaining. Because we've explained that Kingston kind of passed out, out of like a bit of a panic attack, a flashback to a terrible moment in his early life. And then Kenny had built the ring and built it poorly, causing the fake uh, explosion. Now they're saying... Or did we do that? Or did we never plan to blow you up and just wanted to make you look stupid? Right. And it's at this point where I'm like, we all know you fucked up. We all know technically it fucked up. You've already given us an explanation. Can we move on? Yeah, I just felt it was too much. I felt we'd had like three or four explanations already on this show. And it's like, can we just start pushing it forward a bit more? I imagine it sucks as Kenny who clearly had to be upset that this mm. happened after that that finish that dud and then all of a sudden it's like oh okay kayfabe it's kenny's fault so kenny's like bro fuck you like <laughs> you kept on saying when they were showing stills from the pay-per-view yeah um that there were barely any for that main event and right. I, I guess some of it might be because they're trying to sell the replay yeah and they might not want to show you too much so you're intrigued and for go sure. back and watch it but I don't think either Mox or Kenny really played up the brutality of that match. Because I, I know you, I don't think you were as high on the match as I was, mm-hmm. but I did like the match. I thought they had a good match. And it's certainly a finish with a one-winged angel, the move that no one kicks out of, driven through a steel chair. I think they could have played up the brutality a lot more. And even though that last moment didn't happen, like didn't go according to plan have stills of like the barbed wire going across the face, the, the exploding bat built, show the brutality and sure you've had the explanation. The explosion didn't go off, but the focus was way too much on the sparklers and not the fact that these guys almost killed each other before the sparklers went off. Yeah. I, I didn't mind them going off here and kind of saying like, we can't confirm nor deny. It's like a cheeky mm. like way around it. And I, I thought they did the best that they could. I, I thought given everything, you know how funny I thought that explosion thing was. Oh, given all of us. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought it. And it's like, I thought that, you know what? You guys didn't know. Okay. You did better than I would come up with something. I mean, it's kind of easy just to say Eddie was, was pan, had a panic attack and just fell asleep or whatever. But like, it, they did the best. Let's let's try to move on from yeah. it as quick as possible. So just maybe don't try not to bring it up. It's it's hard and it's 
you've all got to make this decision, right? And it's hindsight's a wonderful thing. You can always say, oh, wouldn't it have been better if Eddie didn't sell it and stuff like that? They went with what I thought they thought was best, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, I think they could have maybe eased off the, the comedy with it. Well, they say, hey, you know, it would have been a dream come true, but I always have the everlasting memory in my head of beating you down and embarrassing you, Moxley and Eddie, you losers. <laughs> and then uh, your, your boy Eddie had to come out and try to hump you. And out comes Eddie Kingston. He's heard enough. He walks down to the ring. He says, uh, Don interrupts him right away and says, whoa, 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 Eddie, come on, Eddie. I know you. I'll give it to you straight. Eddie, you used to work for me. You're a good guy. I saw the talent in you, Eddie, but I saw the toughness. And, and why did I fire you? Well, because you always know how to screw things up, don't you, Eddie? I had to fire you. You screw up everything. Every chance you get, you screw it up. And just like Revolution, we laughed and laughed. And uh, you're 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 not really you know educated. And then they do this like fake countdown thing where it's like, oh my god, the bomb's going off. Yeah. Oh, oh. And uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega says, "Quick, quick, Don, sixty nine me." <laughs> what the fuck? Could have done without that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Eddie gets really mad, and then they do a fake explosion thing, and then he goes, "Oh, I almost passed out. I got all woozy there." Says Kenny, who says. Uh, you're standing here looking like a joke, Kingston. So what are you trying to accomplish? You don't have the balls to hit me, do you? So Eddie hits him. So there's a whole out brawl. There's a beat down on Kingston, but out comes John Moxley. He comes for the save, taking out the good brothers. But then Christian music hits. He comes down. JR goes, uh, who the hell is that? I don't recognize this music. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally what he says. He also had a countdown as well. On yeah. This. So he comes out. And they're like, it's it's Christian Cage. You debuted on Sunday. <laughs> Ethan Page. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ethan Page. Ethan Page. Uh, Kenny's left in the ring with, with Christian. They have a stare down. Two Canadian boys staring mm. down. Kenny goes for the handshake. Then goes to like fake an attack or something. Christian gets out of him. Goes for the 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 impaler here but uh, Don goes for the save here so leaves the title in the ring and Christian just kind of stares at it and is like huh looks like a nice world title there <laughs> you got there Kenny um didn't like the 69 me Don thing it was just a, a little step too much. like I'm not offended don't get me wrong I'm yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> come on you're the world champ like dude um I like Eddie just standing up like he knows he's gonna get beaten up but he yeah. also He's prideful, right? And he's still going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Um, looks like we might maybe a six man at some point. I know we've got, I think they announced the tag match for next week, but there's always the option of a six man down the line. Kenny, Good Brothers, Christian, Marks and Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can see people having issues with Christian coming in and going right for the title. Mm. But I think if Christian wants to prove the doubters wrong, the ones who are going... Oh, why are they filling up with old people? I've got no problem with... Like, age is just a number. Can you go? Like, if if Tampa Bay went, Ah, Tom Brady's a bit old. He's a bit past it. We should focus on younger guys. Might not have won the Super Bowl, you know? And I think if you have Christian come in against your best worker in the company and have a hell of a good match, people might go, Yeah, he's old, but he's still got it. He's still got value. 
I don't see him winning the title, but I think it would be good to just get a like a fucking great match under his belt right away. Yeah, he doesn't need to be the champion no. at all, but just to have good matches. It sounds like the, from like these interviews already, he's like, yeah, I just want to wrestle. And yeah. I wasn't going to get that. Like, I only have so many years left to do this, and I'm in great shape. He's in great shape. Mm. So, like, yeah, I want to see what you can you can do. Uh, I liked his run in TNA. I thought he, he got to shine. He got to do more creative things that he he like wanted to do, and and like took it took it and took it and and ran with it. And I feel like. I'm I'm happy that we got to see that. We should do a, a best match ever, Christian, down the line because there's a lot of like sleeper matches uh, in definitely in TNA. But I feel like he can he could still he could still go. And, and there's there's obviously I don't want to see him be the the guy or the champion here. I I don't necessarily want to see him in like tag team matches. But what I do want to see is him having matches with some of like the bigger names that we got in AEW and just like. It must be dreams come true for a lot of these wrestlers to see this guy in their locker room. I also think it's... I can't think right away who's who's hot right now for Kenny. You could go for Eddie, but we've already had an Eddie title shot. And Kingston's not winning the title from Kenny. So maybe give a bit of space before you go for that again. So looking up and down, I mean, Archer, they've been heating up. But again, I don't think that's hot enough. I think this is the right move. Yeah, I, I'm interested in the match. To be mm. honest, I'm not. I, I, I I'm not going to be upset. I don't think Christian's winning, and I don't think no. I'd be upset if he did. But I'd be like, eh. I, I think though, uh, Kenny versus Christian is a match that's instant. As soon as it's a match I've never seen, I want to watch it. Mm. So let's let's do it down the line for sure. Um, but I think Christian will have some great matches with a lot of different people. Christian Cody is something I would like to see as well. Like that sounds weird to some people, but I think it could potentially be a pretty good match. Yeah, Christian versus any of the like. Uh, the new people, even tag teams and stuff. I know it does, he just probably doesn't want to be in a tag team, but uh, I'm interested in it. I think, yeah. I think Christian's a little bit of an under, like, He looked rated. great in the Rumble. Like, he, did. he looked like he hadn't missed a beat. And, and like, he's in great shape. He said in that interview with Renee that his doctors cleared him and, and they said there's there's nothing you're not able to do now that you did before. You can You should be working exactly the same because you're completely healthy now. Or, you know, maybe Christian, I see someone in the chat here saying, hey, um, Rishi says, what if Christian turns heel? Like, maybe it's all, he didn't, he didn't not hit Kenny with the move. Mm. He could turn and join with, he's a, he's a way better heel, in my opinion. I love Christian as a heel. And that could be something, a Canadian connection there. Christian's joining the Bullet Club. <laughs> the peeps, the peep club. Uh, anything is better than that new shirt. It's, I hate that it's shirt. It's not the most inspired thing in the world, is it's it? It's a bad shirt. Yeah. Big Show comes out with a bad shirt. Christian comes out with a bad shirt. They I tell see, it like They it seem is. like rush jobs. I think that's what it is. Um, Outwork everyone. Listening to Scrump's podcast. Yeah. Uh, Scrump was frantically trying to find a place in Florida that day to get Christian's shirt printed. Oh, my God. Um, so, it. yeah. I don't think much time went into this one. Love you, pro wrestling tees, but not not a big fan of this one. Yeah, uh, it's not. It's he's gonna have to have a new one really mm. quick because it just says. Out, imagine wearing that in public. Outwork everyone. What yeah. is that? What is that even like? People be like, huh? I don't. You're gonna. You like going to work? <laughs> he's, he just he said in the Renee thing that it's just his mission statement. He's coming oh. here to outwork everyone. Prove that he's hey. still got it. Do it, show it, but maybe a different T-shirt. I I still love his old school. Uh, there's a gray ringer peep Christian peeps for my peeps, or that's how I roll. That one was great. Um, we go to our next match, which is Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, 
And Maki Ito, mm. who has one of the greatest entrances in pro wrestling right now, I think. So Instantly. funny. She just comes out and starts singing. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what was funny to me was how the match starts and she hasn't finished her entrance yet. So she doesn't stop. She just keeps on going. Yeah. As everyone's just brawling <laughs> and chaos. fighting. And she's just there like, nope, got to finish my Whoa. song. Yeah, she's just singing. I told you, this girl is great. On BTE, the segment where they're like, oh, we can never, who would ever replace Anna J? And then you hear like a, they go, who is it? And then she goes, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> and I lost it. And they go, whoa. It's so amazing. Uh, I, I, I love her. I think she needs to work on some of the in-ring stuff. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But part of me was like, does it matter? <laughs> like the character, this is the character. Yeah. And I think the fact that maybe she's like not the best in the ring. Yeah. Like she was in a group. She yeah. was in a music. Like she was not a wrestler. Mm. And she says she got kicked out for not being popular. So obviously I I would like to see her improve, but I don't think this is a character that ever particularly needs to be your world champion in the division. It's just a fun character, right? I I love this entrance. The fact that everyone's fighting in the ring, like you got Hikaru Shida in there. So who's in this match? It's Hikaru Shida, um, Mizunami, Mizunami, and and Thunder Rosa. And they're all fighting. There's kendo sticks before the match, but she's still just out there raging away. Yeah. Yeah. singing away talking about how she's kawaii and stuff it's just amazing i love it instantly i don't know how anyone watches and isn't interested in watching it's so off the wall i know so many people are gonna hate it um but i'm like why not why not wrestling is so fucking cookie cutter all the time yeah why not have this japanese girl just come out and start singing in a foreign language it's my new favorite instead of helping her friends it's great brawl (laughs) like why not? I knew I knew that she she would fit in properly. Like as soon as I was like, wait, there's a chance she could be working for this company. I was so excited, and I can't believe she gets to do this. And I I love this. Apparently, Excalibur's like trying to translate, or maybe he's got some of the lyrics in mm-hmm. English. And in, the lyrics were like, "Who's the cutest in the world?" It's like so funny. Uh, but then this match does start. It's Sheeta who's in control after this. Um, it's Rosa. And, sorry, it's Thunder Rosa and, and Mizunami who are getting some offense. Maki comes t- tags in does a stalling falling headbutt so funny <laughs> and not even not even f- like face first like yeah, normally sideways expect, sideways headbutt it's like a, a, a just falling I can domino. imagine Orange Cassidy doing this <laughs> yeah. he's kind of the female Orange Cassidy in a way uh, there's Thunder Rosa who comes in they they uh, she hits like a tornado DDT at one point Mackie goes for a tornado DDT on Thunder Rosa and as me and you said to each other while watching this we mentioned we're doing a best of Super Jun- Super Jacob 1994 uh in that show, like so many matches are won by tornado DDTs out of the corner. Yep. And we were joking to each other like, oh, look, she must love the Super J Cup. Excalibur on commentary goes, yeah, Shades of Super Delphin, which yep. is in that tournament. And we were like, oh, about- Excalibur knows. He yeah. knows all about the Super J Cup 1994. Uh, there's some back and forth here, but then there's some sort of emerald, like, Explosion type move from what the Thunder Rosa is just like spiking her on her head here. Oh yeah, this looked deadly. Yeah, and uh, this match is over. So Mackie gets pinned here, uh, I believe. So. Um, Rosa also hit this awesome. Uh, what was it the Cancun Tornado? Yeah, um, like this corkscrew plancher. Crazy, looked great. The amount of rotation she got. Um, I thought this was a clusterfuck, but I normally use that as a negative term. I thought this was so much fun. Um, you had 
Reba and and Vicky just cackling the whole time, getting involved. Just this mad kind of brawl. But it was chaotic, but really just interesting to watch. All these just crazy characters doing their thing. And amongst it, you have Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa who hate each other and have been having this great feud. But with all this chaos going on around it, I I actually thought this was quite enjoyable. I'm not saying this was a a five-star match by any means, but I did think it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, me too. Like, it had some hiccups, but I thought it was fun. I, I definitely, the, the story is Maki Ito here with that entrance. More, over, they're just standing there while everyone's chaotic, and she's just like, ah, oh, no, it's so good. And it's announced we're getting Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in the main event next week. Next week. Is this the first time they've main evented? I think so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I've i really been enjoying Thunder Rosa. Me I too. I think she's been great and such a great addition to AEW. Um, it's a lights out anything goes match um, kind of fitting for this because they have been brawling around a lot. I hope they kind of, yeah, like actually bring it, like let's get a little violent here. I think so. Yeah. No, I like Thunder Rosa. She should be like in contention for the title for sure down the line. Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa would be great. I want to see Thunder get the win back from Baker. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We go to Matt Hardy and the private party, the Hardy party. Matt is really sad because he lost a lot of money <clears throat> to Hangman. He says, I've been reflecting and I need more money. Big money, Matt wants more money. Shocker. He says, he stole from me that bizarro Robin Hood. And I've just been filling up safes with money my whole life. So I got more of it, but I want more of it. So I've signed a new unit to Matt Hardy. Uh, he doesn't really have a name for his thing, does it? Just Matt Hardy's brand or... Matt Hardy, so. Team Hardy. Yeah. Welcome the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. And They're like, Eddie found a heart, so we got nothing to do. Eddie left us. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Kids are here with Matt Hardy. Uh, and Private Party are like, yo, you dead ass, bro? You, you sign these guys? Come on, what are you doing? And he says, next week on Elevation, Dark's new show, we're going to do uh, a big match up against, against the Dark Order with us as a unit against them. So can't wait. So clearly the Butcher, the Blade, and Bunny need some Matt Hardy money. I Part of me feels a bit sorry for Butcher and Blade that this Eddie story's just kind of dropped them. Yeah. But I do think they kind of suit these, like, almost like a heel version of the APA. Just these guys for hire. These heavies for hire who Eddie's, they've kind of been in Eddie's pocket for a bit. And now Matt Hardy's like, oh, I could do with you guys. You guys are tough. I'll have you. So I, I do think it kind of works for the character. I also liked, I I feared Matt Hardy was going to be playing poor and broke right away. Which realistically, you've lost all that money. You're not going to, you're still going to own your clothes and stuff right, yeah. three days later. So I'm glad they've done it gradually. Like he's going... He's trying to like reassess his finances, how he's not gonna go broke. Yeah. Um Yeah, I this was alright. I can't say I'm a massive fan of the the Hardy brand. If it can be used to elevate the guys around him, that's fine. If it's Matt Hardy being the focus, I'm not really about that. <clears throat> he says he's been filling up safes his whole life, so he has lots of them. Mm. Uh he's he you know, he, any big money Matt knows that he's gotta keep like 
secret stashes somewhere, Breaking Bad style. Mm. Uh, Drake put out a new song, and in the song, he's like, yeah, I have a, a safe hidden somewhere in the desert with two mil for my escape plan. He says this. <laughs> he lets people know. That's like, probably not joking. Yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I need it out. <laughs> Run away like Matt Hardy or signed Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned on the Revolution show, uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny are like somehow in working with uh, West Side Gun, who's like this popular rapper, rapper from Buffalo. And they opened this store in Walden Galleria. And uh, if if this wasn't a pandemic, I would have went to this opening. And in a pandemic, the line was throughout the entire mall. I'm Whoa. like, guys, what do you, what do you wear your mask? They were. but uh, And they have a big part. There's big billboards with the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny throughout Buffalo right nice. now. Nice. Uh, supporting the, the Buffalo kids. So uh, I, I wish I could. I would be dropping some dime on, on that store. And, and real Torontonians know you go to Buffalo for the Walden Galleria. We go to our next match, which is technically the main event of the evening. Yeah. Which is Scorpio Sky, the winner of the uh, brass ring, or as I called it, the brass cock ring, versus Darby Allen for the TNT title one-on-one, getting his shot here, which, I mean, if you're Scorpio, you had to go through that crazy ladder match, but then Darby also is banged up from that street fight, so uh, who's really got the advantage here? Um, they they mentioned that they mentioned that Darby, the commentary mentioned that Darby and Sting had a wild, intense, violence-filled street fight in a five-story home. <laughs> that's, that's what they said. Yeah. A street fight in a home, in a house. Wow. Uh, so this match starts off. Sky keeps getting roll-ups and counters and counters, and he's kind of getting cheese. So there's like there, there was a fist bump in the beginning, like a sign of respect yep. here um, as they go back and forth. So Darby sells the knee after doing like a flip, and um, Scorpio doesn't quite go for it just yet, but he hits him with a series of uppercuts and a backbreaker, a beautiful side Russian leg sweep here. Beautiful. Then he starts to stretch out Darby, trying to see if he'll tap out. Does the classic Bret Hart whip into the corner, but then it's Darby who does the Davy Boy drop down pin for like a near fall here, two point nine. There's a stun dog millionaire of the Code Red, more like a Code Destroyer, but Scorpio still kicks out of it. Then as Darby's like selling this this knee again, Scorpio boots him in the head, beats down on him here, uh, hits him with a crazy German suplex, and then another like into the turnbuckle. Darby somehow gets out of this, sends Scorpio to the outside, goes for his crazy, you know, Darby's crazy suicide dive, like the running one. Oh, yeah. But in midair on the outside, Scorpio counters it with an RKO, like the cutter. Looked crazy. This was, the timing was perfect. Yeah. This looked great. How do you do this? You had to probably practice this. This Mm -hmm. was crazy. A suicide dive countered into an RKO. Just nice. And Darby always gets so much speed with his suicide dive yeah. as well. This this looked fantastic. He gets it, Dar- uh, Darby back in the ring, hits him with a fisherman brainbuster style move, but it's a two count. Darby goes for the coffin drop, which is countered in midair with a power bomb for a two count. Darby then counters like the TKO from Sky into this small package, and Darby pins Sky to retain the TNT title. I really, really liked this match. Um, I think it was actually a great idea. Darby's just had that crazy street fight, and now he's having a proper wrestling match. Yeah. And I thought the wrestling here was great. I think Scorpio Sky's great, and we're, we're going to go into the angle afterwards, but he's a guy that I think's a really good wrestler, but is still just there. There's nothing... There's There's not enough sizzle with him, and I'm hoping with this character turn... I don't know. I can't recall ever really hearing this guy talk. 
There's there've been a few sort of video packages for him before. I've seen him on commentary, but I've never had that promo from him. And I hope with this this turn, um, he seems to have no association with SCU right now. I I hope we get that out of him. But this was a great match between these two. Yeah, no, I really love this match. I, I think Darby and the TNT title makes a lot of sense. We've seen him have some really awesome title defenses in the past, a few, and title challenges against Cody and stuff. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. He's 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 great. I wasn't a big fan of that street fight. I prefer Darby actually having matches. and I like when he jumps off stuff, but do it in a wrestling like ring. And, and he can prove that he mm. has good ring psychology the way he... He acts on the fly. The way they did that suicide dive or cutter spot was nuts. Like, he is a star to me. And I think the weird videos and stuff is a gimmick done right, if it's done right. And, like, the way the video... I feel like I would have maybe liked the street fight if there wasn't commentary. I think it totally took me out of I'm it. I'm with you. I think it that's what I It would have felt like this really cool music video. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Otherwise. I, I, like, I, I know. I think I'm in the minority where I was... You know, I've been hyping up Sting for so long and... Mm. It just it was just weird to me. It was it was just really lame. And I, I think maybe if I, I think it was one of the best cinema matches to be yeah, honest. It could have but been. I'm with you, it's the commentary that took me out of it. Completely. And it just made me not as in, it it made it pull the curtain a little bit. And mm. I was like, ah, it it just didn't do it for me. But here, delivered with Scorpio Sky. So yeah, I, I, this this looks like it's gonna go into a rematch because after the match, Sky is pissed. Darby tries to like basically like, hey, we we fist bump, we're boys, we're cool. But Sky attacks him. Darby kind of gives him more of a pat on the back yeah. rather than like a, a fist bump. And I get it because Sky's a vet here and it's essentially this kid going like, good try sport. Yeah. You know, like it is patronizing. And I know Darby's doing it with the best intentions. He's like, hey man, we had a good match. But I can see from a veteran's point of view why that would piss, piss you off when this kid's like, hey man, Good, Good job. job out there. <laughs> Cody does it to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does that and Sky attacks him, attacks the the injured knee that Darby was selling and then locks in this like heel hook knee bar type thing. Darby's screaming and they're pulled apart. So, clearly Sky has turned heel completely, going to go after the going to go after Darby again, I imagine. Sky at first kind of does a what have I done kind of look and then <laughs> I'm a bad guy now. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I could see him beating Darby for it, actually, down the line. Maybe. I'm I act, I'm actually really curious um, with this Scorpio Sky run, because if we can get more matches like this out of him, and if he can just get that final piece together, uh, he could be someone to actually pay a bit more attention to. Yeah. Uh, they give us announcements for next week's Dynamite, which is the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Um, and they're going to have Mox and Eddie versus the Good Brothers, Cody versus Penta, Jurassic Express and Bear Country versus Hardy Party and Butcher and the Blade, Jade Cargill in action, and then Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, lights out unsanctioned match. So pretty stacked Dynamite next week. I'd say Cody versus Penta instantly makes me want to watch this show so badly. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, I cannot wait for that match. Um, so pretty stacked show. Let's go to the, not the main event, but the main event of an angle. Main attraction. Yeah. The inner circle, what is it? War council. War There's council. so many fucking things and gimmicks. It's funny. Ridiculous. So inner circle come out and said, Jericho says, it's time to shake things up. Yeah. It's, he's like a, a draft. <laughs> he says, 
it's time to shake things up. Maybe we need to bring in new members into the inner circle. And MJF says, you know what, Chris? Maybe it's time to let someone go. They're like, oh, hmm. But Sammy Guevara's music hits. He comes down the good guy tunnel. Oh. Of course. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's goody. Jericho says, what are you doing here? I never wanted to hear your name again. I told you. And he says, Chris, Chris, just listen to me. Listen to me, Chris. Listen. Just look. I have this tape, please. So he plays the tape on the Titantron. Sammy, earlier in the day, set up a secret camera where it's MJF talking to all the other Inner Circle members except Jericho about how his plan is to turn on Chris tonight. They're going to turn on him. Let's do it. Let's all agree. So Sammy's like, look. They're going to turn on you, Chris. Jericho's like, what? Is it true? And MJF is like, all right, well, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I guess the cat's out the bag. So they all align themselves with MJF. But then Jericho goes, what? You think we're stupid? You think we don't talk to each other every day? We're the inner circle. And they all turn on MJF, joining back in line with Chris and Sammy. So the whole inner circle, the OG inner circle, standing off against MJF, who's like, oh, wait a second. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, Jericho says, MJF, Max, I brought you in and I'm going to bring you out. I'm taking you out. And on behalf of the inner circle, your ass is fired. And MGF is cowering in the corner. Oh, I swear, I swear, I swear, I, I, well, you know what? It's okay. Cause I got my own crew. He played this switch, just the coward to actually, I've, I'm one and step ahead of you so well. I got my own. The lights go out. And when we come back in the ring is FTR, Wardlow, and Sean Spears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The horsemen, maybe copyright infringements, uh, patent waiting. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm not sure actually because obviously they've been doing the four. The four the they symbol. didn't tonight. No, they did not because there uh, were ten of them. <laughs> so Tully's there too. Yeah, there's a beat down on the inner circle. Uh, there's a crazy like stomp through the chair from Sean Spears mm. to to Sammy. Looked like it taken him out. They handcuff Chris Jericho. They're beating down on Proud and Powerful. Everyone's beating everyone. Jericho, there was a bottle used. Jericho is bleeding. He totally bladed. He's he's dripping blood here. There's an epic shot of Jericho reaching for his bat, but his hand is squished. And then just M- stood on MJF is just yeah. like, give me the bat. So Tully hands it to him, smacks it across the ropes a few times, gives it to him. And they beat down on Chris Jericho. Uh, they then drag him up, up on the ramp. And then they pow- Wardlow power bombs Jericho off the stage through some tables, leaving him a bloodied mess. As MJF, Tully, FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow stand tall here, as MJF kisses the ring that he also nailed Jericho with to bust him open, uh, and that's where we go off the air with the shot of the eight horsemen. Yeah, um, I'm wondering, it could still be the Four Horsemen and Wardlow is more like their muscle security muscle kind of thing. Um, I like the angle. I think this was actually the right time to do this, especially with the kind of negative buzz coming off of Revolution. Let's get give us something else to talk about. We've got this new faction. We've got the turn on the inner circle. We've got inner circle now positioned as baby faces. Um the the thing is, uh, 
And this kind of uh, Hogan brought it up in the chat. Why would anyone trust MJF? He's already turned on Cody. He's already turned on the inner circle. Like, why would anyone want to be in a group with this guy? Mm. Unless it's like, I'm paying you all That's a how lot the Wardlow, of money. That's how the Wardlow thing is. He yeah. says he's paying him, yeah. Um, but it does feel, yeah, why would you trust this guy? I liked the turn, though. I think we're all kind of, it seems, in the same boat where Spears has just had kind of one or two chances too many for me. Too many gimmicks. He's now got a blonde mohawk. Cool. Um, wouldn't have particularly mm. liked him in this group. Kind of would have liked someone else. But that's the way they're going. I hope he can prove me wrong. I, I, I liked like what he did to Sammy with the chair yeah. stump. But I, I will say I am in the same boat here where it's like, yeah, do you need him? Because it's you would have you have MJF, you got Wardlow, you got FTR. That's two guys there. That's four people plus Sean Spears. Plus Tully, who's like their manager. Yeah. That's the six horsemen. Mm. So like you could just get rid of Sean Spears and then it's the four with Tully. So yeah. it's like, ah, you could just do that. Maybe that's maybe they'll go that way. Um I'm I, they have they did not do the four. I, mm. I waited for it. They did not do it. They did not mention the four horsemen. So no. it's like, okay, maybe they're not allowed to, or maybe they're working on it. But either way, you could call it the horsemen. You could call it something else. You could MJF had that thing called the Dynasty. I think he had or Dynasty something. and MLW. He yeah. brought up the Wolfpack uh, before, which I don't know if they're able to get the rights for or not. <laughs> what the um, fuck? Yeah, ages ago, he said he said about everyone seems to have a, a faction here, and I need my own Wolfpack, and that was before he joined the Inner Circle. Right. Um, I think that was because they were doing the Hangover, the Wolfpack. Uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, oh, no, it was before then. Okay. It was before then. Overall, like I like this this turn. I kind of was like, no, something needs to happen. There's no way MJF is getting clowned. Like he's too smart. He's too manipulative. So I knew there had to be some sort of a, a twist coming. As mm. soon as the, Sammy was playing this clip, I'm like, he's he's gonna outsmart. Yeah, him. I like that MJF was one step ahead. Yeah, he's like outsmarting them. He's plant. He he played them like mm. instantly. Puppet master. Uh, I I liked I liked the the reveal with FTR. I like FTR. I think we kind of said like, hey, what would we do with them as a team and four horsemen fantasy booking? And I guess this is the direction they're going. Could be a reason why they weren't in that battle royal as well. Because you put them in the battle royal and they're not winning, it kind of weakens them. So let's hold them back for a bit and, right. then, and then debut this faction. But I thought it was a good angle to end the show. I thought they they did a good job this week. They kind of did what NXT did, where they reshuffled the deck and went, These are this is the direction we're going. And they, they showed us quite clearly the direction for a lot of feuds. And I like that. I think that's... I prefer that after a pay-per-view rather than doing... The hangover, the rematch, the 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 one more fight after the match. I think I prefer to just move on. What's the direction? Okay, it seems like Kenny and Christian, Sting and Archer, um, Inner Circle versus the Horseman, um, Scorpio Sky versus Darby. It it looks fresh, which is cool. Yeah, NXT did a good job of pushing forward. Obviously, they're going towards the takeover, but AEW did a great job of making everything seem like you have you want to see what happens next mm. week, essentially. So uh, they definitely did a good job. I'm interested. You're going to get like what the blood and guts inner circle war games. I mean, that's for September. Okay, I think so it's, it's a while. scheduled. So, but I think you've got enough pairings there where you can do stadium stampede. You can do FTR versus. Um, Santana and Ortiz, you can do Sean oh, Spears yeah. versus Hager or something like that. There's there's different combinations you can do 
to keep it going. But September does seem, a, we're talking six months. That right. seems a long way away. Uh, Sean Spears is in the group, so he takes the pin. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> kick, and then they kick him out. And then he tries to join the inner circle. Uh, I, I Overall, I like this as well. MJF is such a character that he seems to know what he's doing. And at such a young age, he's very impressive. Like, he comes across as, like, one of the mainstay heels. And it's only been a few years. That, mm-hmm. that t- coming, he comes across as a star here. As well as Jericho, I think... Um, Jericho finally getting them where they beat up Wardlow and, and MJF beating down on them mm. is like such a, a cool visual considering they've been boys this whole time. But you knew he was going to turn on these people. You knew it. He's a snake in the grass. Uh, overall, great episode of Dynamite, I thought. I thought both NXT and Dynamite were fantastic. I can't even tell you which show I liked better because I really both liked both. Both really good. Yeah. I think both really strong yeah. strong shows with Honestly. not too much negative to say, which was good. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly think the same. I did not think that. I, I can't even tell you which one I, I liked better because I, I liked both of them. So, uh, yeah, I'd still say I, I loved Ray Phoenix, Matt Jackson, and I loved Scorpio Sky and Darby. I say Darby and Scorpio killed it for Dynamite, but I think I liked Cole and uh, Finn on NXT as my match of the night. Uh, I'm gonna go Sky and Darby. That was that was my match of the night. Well, that's what we thought. It's time to see what you guys thought. We do go live on Thursdays um, on Twitch, 1 p.m. Twitch.tv/upnextpodcast. And if you do wish to call in and you're a patron, we post the Zoom link just earlier in the day. And we've got a couple of people here ready to talk. We're gonna start with. Our world champion, who we recently talked to, recently had on the live watch long, Dickie Bird. Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, Dickie Bird, Buddy Murphy, Bad Buddy, <laughs> whatever you want to call me. We have one um, Aussie on a show and our listeners are like, oh, it's Buddy Murphy. It's because he's Aussie. Hey, look, uh, I, I don't know what happened with the show. I, I tuned in for some uh, hot wrestle crap action and um, I, I was dealt with a like a really solid show. So I was quite disappointed. Um, they set you up. They set you up at the end of Revolution with, uh, yeah, expecting something terrible. And no, they delivered a good show. Yeah, look, look all jokes aside. I, I, this was one of my favorite shows of Dynamite in a long time. Um, you know, I really didn't, there really wasn't anything bad on the show. Could I have done without uh, Chucky T and, and Orange Cassidy? Yeah. I also wasn't too high on the, this thing promo um, with, with Lance Archer and, and mostly just because I'm kind of over, you know, let's just trot out Sting every week, um, especially when, especially when you you you're not you don't have you're not a traveling show kind of thing. So you're not trying to you're not really trying to draw an audience like they've seen Sting every week now, pretty much the same audience. So you can probably I prefer to see some some um, kind of backstage vignettes or, or um, nice Kevin Sullivan video promos or something with um, yeah like. Sting. Things are open in Florida. Tony Schiavone and Sting can just go for a drink or a meal. They don't have to just hang out every week on Dynamite. For sure, for sure. Look, but 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 um, I thought the main event of the show was awesome. The the match and the and the segment. Um, the what, what? Who booked this show and who booked Revolution? Because the the the. I would say the main event, um, Derby versus Scorpio Sky, was 
it was a better wrestling match than anything on Revolution in yeah. terms of like wrestling match. I thought it was better than the Bucks versus MJF. And I agree, and Chris Jericho. One hundred percent. Yeah, I said I said on our review with with you, uh, Rich. We had you on, and um, we were like, I, I think I said that Revolution felt like a dynamite on crack or like on drugs because it's like what was going on with this episode it was all over the place but it was it was it had some good matches but it felt like dynamite i definitely preferred tonight think, over revolution i think it's what you said it's the actual wrestling aew are good at providing you variety but what they didn't provide you with was just a solid singles wrestling match and i think had you have had that you you would take more of the nonsense with the the street fight and the ladder and the yeah the exploding death match all that yeah um shout out no jack evans on the show either so that was a bonus i'm surprised they they weren't the ones he hired because where's Angelico? he must he, be taken out or yeah something. i don't know yeah uh, it's very interesting that they didn't get because jack evans they didn't mention how he was he all was, over revolution how, why he randomly was out there doing jack all i don't mm. know what he was what he was doing but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah anything else dicky bird yeah just one last thing i i uh, really enjoyed the woman's match um you know obviously with the maki ito uh stuff aside i thought thunder rosa um like i i i don't know i i would say that i'm probably in love with thunder rosa in, a, in an extremely respectful way because she's just so good um she she clearly looked like a so many levels uh ahead um, but didn't didn't make anyone look stupid. Um, there were a couple of times where um, some people got lost in the in the match, but you know ultimately I thought it was a bunch of fun. And and um, you know I think that uh, thinking back to where we were maybe this time last year, the the women was the you know the women's division was was kind of quite low um, on everyone's mind in AEW, and I think um it's definitely improved and i think a lot of that has to do with thunder rosa and i'm really excited to see her in a in a main event next week even though technically it won't be the main event because it's a lights out match shout out yeah. to uh, hogan bay in the chat so it's not it's it's not even that it's not even going to count on their record like technically D dynamite will end technically before that show and then that's right yeah that match of course the women finally get to main event dynamite and they're like never happened there'll be no records of it no records no records <laughs> well thank you dicky yeah, bird thank you man take uh, care cheers brother thanks guys okay next we're gonna go to another world champion i've recently rechristened him bde troit oh b detroit how are you doing my friend <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. I'm We're better good. now that you're here. How are you? Oh, oh, I feel I feel so loved over here, man. I, I make you guys arenas and you just give me a new name. This is great. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we mentioned it that you we we let we play 2K here sometimes on the Twitch and stuff. And we have our own characters created and stuff. And B Detroit, you clearly uh, are a fan of 2K19 as well. You went you saw that we made the BDE title and you thought, you know, that that title looks cool. But what if we had the actual BDE title? So mm -hmm. you went and made oh, yeah. our White Claw logo, Ra Ralph the Raccoon, on the title. You made two different ones, the world title, tag titles. You also made uh, an arena. And then you made the BDE Clawed Out Stadium Arena in 2K19 that you can download on uh, PS4, PS5, or whatever people play it on. But thank you, B Detroit. It looks so They're good. awesome. It's great. I got, I got more coming. You have more coming. <laughs> oh, I got no. more coming. Come oh, on. Wow, I can't wow. leave you with just two. I got a women's belt coming. Don't worry. I got oh, the whole thing going. Don't worry. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. EO, EO's got to be our women's champ if we make it. <laughs> uh, what's going on, B Detroit? 
Uh, man, I'm sure you guys have heard about the whole audio debacle they had last night on Dynamite. Yeah. And I thought I was incredibly high or something was going on. I thought my window was just open and I can hear the NBA plan. But <laughs> I got to see Ethan Page debut to defense chance. And it was the best thing ever. I think wrestling should have NBA chance from now on. I think we should do this. <laughs> so the next live show we go to, I need a full defense chant. I need ain't no mountain high enough. I need uh, <laughs> I need bone crushers, never scared instrumental to play for no reason. <laughs> like halfway through a match. I mean, this can all time. just be Paige's new gimmick. Uh, I said he hasn't left much of an impression yeah. right away. He can now be all defense, Ethan Page. He can come out to eight. Like his new theme can be "Ain't No Mountain oh High Enough." God. Come on, we got Baltimore. Why not? The home team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Another thing, though, guys. Um, why do we actually need Sean Spears in this like faux four horsemen? This, this is my, this is my angle. This is what we do. We have MJF talking it over with the boys in the back. He looks at Sean Spears and he whispers to FTR, "Who's that?" Sean Spears. <laughs> yeah, who's that? Sean Spears end up. Later on in the show, beaten to a pulp. <laughs> we just kick him out. Just kick him out because he's an afterthought. I'm not, I don't mean to shit on Sean Spears. I know he's a Toronto boy, but come on. Come on. I'm I, not going to get excited for that. I agree with you. And unfortunately for Spears, if he is kicked out of the group, he's got nothing. Really? Oh, you're right. You know, like, and I, I do, sure, I think there's all people we prefer, but. Um, this guy obviously is is respected there yeah. in AEW. A lot of people like him. He's great trainer. He's a good worker as well. And I, if you kick him out, he's going to be Tucker. You know, we're not going to see this guy ever again. Yeah, but you do need, because there's so many guys in the circle, right? To yeah. have the matches that equal the right amount of guys. Yeah. That's what I mean. Do the stadium stampede and then kick him out after yeah. the fact. Okay. Like after the feud well, like, I guess circle. that's like the AEW stable. Everybody has five, right? Because Matt Hardy just got the Butcher the Blade and the Bunny and, uh, right. and he yeah. had Pirate Party. So I guess everybody has five or six or whatever. So I guess that's cool. But another thing I'm going to leave you guys on. I did listen to the Up Next podcast while I was at work just now. And Dumb and Dumber tr- uh, soundtrack is a low-key banger. I <laughs> told you. Like, I've been telling it's like the my people. Favorite, yeah, dude, it's like my favorite movie of all, like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I know every song on the movie when they're going to come on, and I got to sing along. Trust me. I think we're going to do that for the watch along one of these times. Trust Dumb me. and Dumber. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to listen to it. I'm a big fan of the Kick Ass soundtrack. That's Kick-ass. maybe my favorite movie soundtrack. There's some great songs on that. But uh, 500 need- Days of Summer, Low Key Slaps, uh, <laughs> Lost in Translation. Um, but, but, but Dumb and Dumber is like this silly 90s comedy and it's got like uh, Crash Test Dummies. It's got whatever that Merry Moon song is. That's a banger too. That's I'm, a I'm happy. New Age Girl. It's one yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, New Age Girl. I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy you said that. If you're if you're wondering, I mentioned a neighbor throughout the CD and I was like I'm taking this, but then in in a short span Kyler Riley tweeted about it and I was like that's so weird that <laughs> it's clearly Canadians love it, but you're you're not too far from Canada over there in Detroit, so maybe not it's, too far at all. Yeah, but another exactly. thing too, you said um you guys frown on uh, socks and slides. Well, um you just I never been in the hood because you never go toes no, out in the hood. So I knew as soon as I said go that, toes I, out. I knew the I knew I knew they would come for me as soon as I came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said you that. never I, go toes out in the yeah. hood, son. And that's I never you, you never have show your toes. It's true, but I just I did it today. I wore my slides with my socks because I was out for a smoke, having a coffee. But you're um, all unbelievable. 
Get off the line, B. I just Detroit. Don't feet. Men should not wear sandals. Socks and Men sandals. should not show their toes no. at all. Sorry. Right. We're going to get up next slides. All Thank right. you, B. Detroit. Shout out Detroit Players Podcast. Peace, peace. Detroit Players Podcast. Follow us on everything you listen to podcasts on. It's, it's terrible. Don't listen to it around your children. <laughs> Thanks, man. Next, guys. we go to Chris Elliott. Chris, if you'd like to unmute yourself, please. All right, guys. How's it going? We're good. How We're are you? Good, man. How are you? Are I'm you? Not uh, not... Are, have you been? Uh, have you been training? I, I've been trying to fi- figure out dates that we can set this all up for. <laughs> Yeah, us too. Us too. <laughs> you mean you mean the up next mania game where I have to defend my title against you, the up next rumble winner? I just think we should just skip the event. Just it, don't have it. It. Might, it. it might turn out to end up being the up next backlash game with the way that WWE is setting up uh, <laughs> shows. Yeah, uh, keep keep your ears to the ground. We will be announcing very soon. We do. We will want to finalize a date pretty soon. I the, think we should cancel game. it. I don't want to defend my title. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm Chris... going to pull a Tony Khan. If you don't defend your title <laughs> by the end of April, yeah. you're stripped. Yeah, Chris, what's on Braden, your mind today? Bra- Bra- Braden, as Homer once said, I pronounce you chicken for life. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see. What's on your mind, yeah, Chris? What's going on? Um, I, 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 uh, put a video up the other day on, on Facebook, on the Facebook page. Um, not after, after not enjoying the way that, that the, uh, the main event finished the other night hmm. and thought that they dug themselves into a hole. They've worked themselves out of that hole. I thought what they did last night was, was really good and quite clever. I, I, I like the, uh, Eddie King, like way Eddie Kingston was like, well, due to my anxieties and my mental health, as someone who themselves suffers from something similar to what Eddie described, I can kind of associate with that. Mm, <laughs> and it was, um, it was, it was, I thought they worked themselves out of that very, very well. Um, like it I'm, is traumatic if you think you're going to explode. Like oh, yeah. you're, no, you're not going to come back to normal right away. Think if someone just no. goes boo to you, you're you're quite shaken up for like a couple of minutes if someone really surprises you so yeah yeah i, I thought they did that well um so yeah i, I quite en- enjoyed that and the the uh the ending of the show with the this horseman new in a circle whatever you want to call it with mgf that was i i was i think i and a lot of people were just expecting the uh in a circle to turn on Jericho and then it's in a circle versus Jericho and possibly Guevara. But the way that they did it, where they did, had one reveal that they were all in on it. And then the second reveal of, well, I've got my own group now. I don't need you. And then just battering a lot of them. I thought it was, it was great. Yeah. It was a good, got to love a double swerve. Yeah. I like, I, yeah. I, I, I knew it. I'm like, there's no way they're going to make MJF look stupid. <laughs> they, they, he's, he's outsmarting them this whole time. And, He's been slithering around and and clearly was one step ahead of them. I, I thought it was great too. But uh, anything so, else? Somebody, I, I seen somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I seen somebody posted uh, a picture from back at the early days of the Daily's Place shows, and it was when MGF had started doing. MGF and Spears were doing that. They were betting on matches, and they were like, "Is this how it started? Was oh, this the original plan from the beginning?" 
Yeah, they they were doing their Wine Wednesdays, weren't they? True. And gambling yeah. and stuff. So yeah, they were plotting and scheming. Okay, I, I like that. Yeah, good callback there. Mm. I didn't. I totally forgot about that when they were. Yeah, uh, when they were just drinking. And then you've got Spears, who has the connection with FTR from Tully. NXT. Oh, as true, well. True. If yeah. you think about it. So no, I, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, well thank, yeah, you, Chris. thank you, Chris. I'm sure we'll see you in one of the watchalongs very soon. We had a great uh, time with that last Larue, Louis Larue <laughs> review with you, with uh, with Sarge and, and all that stuff. That was a great show. So uh, thank you, Chris, for joining us Just, today. Can I, can I also quickly plug? I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm starting to put a few videos up on the Facebook group. Just with like every few days, just with random wrestling rants and and stuff like that. If anybody likes them, just give them a comment. Just Tell us what you think. Yeah, the Up Next Facebook group. Join it if you haven't already. It's a, an elite group yeah. of listeners. We'll let you in if you ask. To. Chris, you're our very own Jimmy Corderas with your <laughs> your daily rants on Facebook. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait for the rant uh, when you talk about how I beat you <laughs> to defend and reclaim That's my It's never going to exist, though, Brain. That's not going to exist. Yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I, can't, I can't rant about something that's not true. We'll see, Chris. We'll see. You know, you talk. You, you won one rumble, and you talk a big game. But we'll have to see come WrestleMania. You know, uh, you better you better pull that if you go and bust that, or the other way around. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. Have a good day. Cheers, Chris. Catch you guys later. See you, man. And finally, we're gonna go to Magan. Magan, what's on your mind? What's up, Magan? What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. good man. Thank you. What's on your mind? Hey, yeah, I mean, Dynamite bounced back somewhat, you know, considerably from from Revolution. I mean, especially, I mean, I mean, Eddie Kingston like trying to like spin his way out of the uh, that dud ending was it was admirable, and I love that he's a baby face. I love that he's a baby face, and with Moxley, um, a couple of things. Um, our death triangle still a thing because I with Pence's with Cody Rhodes about to, about to start. Do you think there's still a unit even with uh, Pack and Phoenix being the designated tag team? Or are have they like separated? No, I think they're still associated with each other. Um, I like all the groups in AEW. Yeah, I, I, I like. I don't. I like it when groups allow themselves to go off in their own directions a bit, but still be associated. Realistically, I, I don't see there being a split until we actually get like they're brothers, right? If you're going to split the Death Triangle, you're not going to do it quietly. You need to have some sort of blow off. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're still associated with each other, just kind of doing their own thing right now. Yeah, Shades of Wu-Tang, you know, they, they can do their own things while still staying. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You, you know? can still be a star and still be in the group, you know? Yeah, I agree. Exactly. And, uh, and of course, you know, and the, uh, the the inner circle ending was that was something I didn't expect, didn't expect to see unfold the way it did. I mean, MJF, you know, having his own stable is uh, something that is definitely unique and everywhere puts, puts the show in a new direction. After Revolution, I mean Kenny Omega, and of course, I'm I'm stammering. Um, I didn't. I thought maybe you know Jericho was gonna get gonna get booted out of it with uh, along with Sammy, but it looks like the it looks like the original five of the Inner Circle are now baby faces now. Yeah, it makes sense. You you can squeeze more juice out of it now because now they're essentially sort of five new characters in in this baby face light. So yeah. uh, I think it's. I was expecting Jericho to be kicked out as well, but I think this is the the right move. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see. Uh, of course, I'm definitely excited to see MJF and Sammy Guevara, and of course Jericho down the line as uh, as feuds and uh, seeing Chris. I mean, I will, yeah, of course, that's gonna be that's gonna be killer. And um, Maki Ito is hilarious. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just Hilarious. announced uh they announced on Dark Evol- Evol- Elevation. Elevation. It's Mackie Ito versus Riho. Okay. So that's an cool. interesting match there next week uh, coming up. I, I heard there was I heard there was a main event for that one. So progress. Oh, nice. yeah, and finally, uh, and finally, um the Edge of Christian reunion of the Royal Rumble hits different now, now that Christian has jumped mm-hmm. and jumped across the street. And uh him and versus him versus Kenny Omega should be it should be it should be something to see. You're saying it wasn't a reunion. It was a goodbye. Yeah. That's yeah. What it was. It hits different now. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Thank you, Megan. Thank you very Take much. Take care, guys. Take Cheers, care, man. Uh, so that's what you guys thought. Thank you for our calls. Of course, if you're a patron uh, to us, we'll uh, take your calls on any of the shows that we do take calls on uh, on the Twitch streams and such as we record these podcasts. Again, Wednesday nights, we talk about NXT and go live after it airs around 10, 15. And we've been doing Thursdays for uh, AEW Reviews, BD Elite here on the Twitch as well. Join us and and hang out with us on the Twitch streams as well. Uh, and like we mentioned, so many other shows. We did our best deathmatch ever. We have Batman and Robin all out on the free feed. Shot in the Dark, Deep Impact, Up Next, all the shows. But this week, Super J-Cup 1994 and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for the Up Yours. And then... Uh, up patrons on your in your inbox before St. Patrick's Day, we'll put out a review of Leprechaun. So uh, we're we're feeling lucky. We are very lucky. We're yes. so lucky. <laughs> we're so lucky, and uh, we're so lucky that you guys listen to us every week. So and are our friends. Yeah, we like we like you guys. Yeah. We like you guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Overall, I enjoyed a great night of wrestling. I thought it really revived. Yeah, re- really good. Got uh, me back in the mood. Put in the me groove. in a good mood. Yeah, put me in a good mood when it when it's a good show like oh, that. Yeah. So, um, great job, AEW, for, for bouncing back. Bounce back, indeed. Uh, I, myself, Brayden Harrington. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. And don't forget to follow us at Up Next Podcast Twitter Instagram as well for all the updates of when we go live and all the shows we do and yada 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 take care goodbye be safe and as moxley and kingston said if you flash a weapon you better use it ahoy Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.